Hi, this is Ian Anderson calling to speak to Sean Patrick. Hi, Ian Anderson. I'm Sean Patrick. Welcome. Well, thank you. First off, let's say congratulations on 50 years with Jethro Tull. Yeah, well, it um, the time certainly flew by, especially the last couple of years since I started initially reluctantly thinking about doing a 50th anniversary tour, but then I kind of got into the spirit of it, and um, now I'm being as nostalgic as anyone. Awesome, man. Well, you have uh, you have quite the history, and I, I want to start out with uh, where did, because I, I don't know this, uh, where did the name Jethro Tull come from? Well, it was a name given to us by our agent back in the end of January 1968. Uh, he suggested a name. We'd had two or three names in the previous weeks, but um, weren't very happy with them. He came up with this name. We said, yeah, that'll do. And then a few days later, we got given a residency at the Marquee Club in London, which was a kind of an important career break. So we had to stick with the name. And then I found out the awful truth that we were named after an 18th century agriculturalist who invented the seed drill. That's pretty <laughs> trendy, isn't it? There you go. In the beginnings, uh, and maybe it still happens uh, today, do, do people mistake you? Because you were the face of the band. Did they call you Jethro? Well, I'm not only the face of the band, I was also the bottom. Well, you call it the <laughs> ass, don't you? I, I had actually nice, rounded, but firm buttocks in those days. Uh, so, yes, you saw me from all angles, usually wearing tights and a cob piece and looking, um, you know, looking rather suave, as you do in, in that kind of... Uh, you've got to have the body for it. I mean, you've got to have the, you've got to have the arse for it. Um, yes, and it was, um, it was in those early days that, that people did confuse me with Jethro and even, you know, my, my poor wife has on a number of occasions been addressed as, hi, Mrs. Tull, <laughs> uh, which, which makes her a little, um, you know, a little weary and um, um, sometimes a little bad-tempered. So, uh, you know, you're celebrating 50 years. You're going to be here in Atlantic City Ocean Resort this Saturday. Great, great venue. You're going to love it. Um, what's it like, uh, you know, going through the history of the band and picking set lists out and, and how you're going to celebrate the band? Well, I'm, I think the starting point really was to look at the um, to look at the the set list and try and figure out something that would tell the story of the of the band, particularly during the first ten years when, in various countries at various times, we 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 became fairly well known. And I, I suppose focusing on m not entirely, but mostly on that first ten years, it really was a chronological uh, series of of. Uh, of dips into the past, and we accompany that with uh, all the video stuff on the screen that puts it all into perspective. And we have a few special guests who pop up on a big screen behind me to introduce a song, and you know, often people who have a connection with the band or previous band members. So there's, it's um, it's quite a visual uh, production show, and one that um, is unashamedly nostalgic, but not just about the band and the music, because quite often we try and make sure the video is referencing other events of the time and uh, and the style of things at the time so you know there's a few sort of hippie moments going on in the uh, the early part of the show <laughs> in terms of of um of uh, the the uh, the images on the screen obviously you're celebrating 50 years of Jethro Tull uh, are you at any point in time uh, planning maybe some new music whether it's Jethro Tull or Ian Anderson I do a lot of new music. In fact, I was just doing some the other day. Um, took in four new songs to play to uh, uh, the record company, and um, it's um, the attention towards the end of this year to start releasing some new music, and and that's uh, that's in the future. I, I still have a lot of shows to do. Mm -hmm. 
both the production shows for the 50th anniversary as well as a lot of generic best-of shows in outdoor venues and amphitheaters and um, odd places dotted around the shores of the Mediterranean. So you're going everywhere with this tour? Well, we go everywhere all the time, really, is what I do. I'm happy to still have my job after 51 years, because technically, although it's the 50th anniversary of Jethro Tull in terms of touring North America, it is actually the 51st uh, anniversary um, as of now. And so... um, you know, it's been a long, long haul, but it's it's what I do. I still have my job. And it's astronauts that I know, I mean, they are bereft. They are they are so deeply wounded by the fact that they're considered too old to fly, and that's um, that's what happens if you're an astronaut. If you choose that as a career, even worse, you choose to be a tennis player or a Formula One racing driver. I mean, it's all over in your mid thirties. Um, but people like me, and in the world of arts and entertainment generally, you know, we get to go on as long as we, as long as we feel enthused and are physically up to it, and then we die with our boots on, which is um, the fitting end for any um, any Western cowpoke out there on the range. You know, you don't uh, you don't you don't give up uh, willingly. You know, you, you go out there and and walk off into the sunset and um, do whatever you do in traditional John Wayne fashion. What are the things that stand out the most? Like, is there a highlights or, or you know, are there things, like, where are the fond memories or is it, or are they happening right now when you're celebrating 50, 51 years of Jethro Tull? I, I think probably the, the happiest memory, the happiest little moment is, it's one that I get to visit quite often, usually when I wake up in the morning, because it is um, it is a, it is a great joy. I, I'm not joking; it really is a great joy to wake up in the morning and think, "Wow, I've got another day," and and that is a, a very cheering thought and something that is always with me. I mean, I'm I always gen, gen, genuinely feel grateful to be allowed at least one more day um, to to do what I do and. Even when I can't really do that anymore, I, I think I'll still find something that engages me and makes me look forward to waking up in the morning. It's just my favorite hobby. I mean, it's much better than fishing or, yeah. or um, you know, going to watch uh, football or something. You know, it's, uh, my favorite hobby is waking up in the morning. Where is that Grammy that you won for... Uh... For the best heavy metal award uh, located at this point in time. Well, we we did find it <laughs> a few years ago. My son stumbled upon it somewhere in the far corners of this house, um, and said, "Oh, that's the Grammy." And I said, "Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I wonder where that was." But I I don't know where it is again now. It's probably <laughs> disappeared into some cupboard or some bottom drawer. You see, I'm not one. I mean, this is not meant in any um, negative way about Grammys and peer group awards. It's just that I. I've always been uncomfortable about having those kind of uh, objects mm-hmm. uh, decorating my house. So you won't find any gold albums or or awards. Or th- you know, I know who I am. I, I confront myself every morning in the mirror and think, "Oh, it's him again." <laughs> and and I, I know what I do. You know, I, I'm I'm usually most days I'm playing music. I've probably spent at least two hours today playing, practicing, working on some music, and it's something that I do. I, I don't really need to be um, made more confident, you know, confident or or to be self-congratulatory by, by gazing upon gold albums or photographs of myself or uh, it's just it's just something I don't personally need in my life but I'm very happy you know when somebody recognizes the the work of me and the band and I say it's not something I take lightly it's just I don't really want to 
hang them on the wall. I mean, what would the neighbors think? And you do it well. You've been doing it for a long time. You're going to be here in Atlantic City at the Ocean Resort at Ovation Hall on uh, this Saturday, March 9th. Tickets are still available. We're doing some free tickets. Ian, I, I appreciate you taking some time out. And uh, everybody, I suggest go see Jethro Tull. It is an amazing, amazing show. And I congratulate you once again on 51 years, my friend. Yeah, well, we're, we're looking forward to the 52nd, too. And I, I have a soft spot for Atlantic City because I spent my growing up years in a, in a rather similar boardwalk town called Blackpool in the north of England, ah. which really was in its day the sort of Victorian version of what Atlantic City then became. And it, it's uh, I was there just recently, and I was reminded of of those other parts of the world where we have these um, very traditional places where people go to be near the sea and to to, to have a good time, to drink, to eat. And, uh, and of course, Blackpool, too, has its um, casino, which, in fact, I remember playing in when I was about 18 years old, ah. um, playing in the, in, in the casino in Blackpool, nice. playing in a blues band, which didn't really go down very well with the punters, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Atlantic City, home from home. Look forward to being there next week. Awesome. Well, we'll see you there. You take care. And again, thank you for your time. All right. Bye. Nice to talk to you. Take care. Bye-bye.